You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast with me, Robbie Musto, and him, Robbie Earl. And it's a midweek Euro pod version where we react to all the Premier League team stories in the European competitions. It was match day six, the final round of games in the Champions League. That's where all the big stories were this week going into those games. And the good news is for the four England teams, they made it through to the knockout stages. Now, we will talk all of those games, the Spurs game, Liverpool, and Man United's game as well in the Champions League. Um, but, of course, we always want you to, to rate and review our show wherever you could download your podcast from. Uh, and we read the best ones out. We want just some opinion about what we're doing in our show and, and how you like it or you don't like it. And we've had some really good ones. Another good one for this week, uh, Rob. This is a this is by Jeff Bo Five. He's he's basically reacting to our uh, podcast after after the Merseyside derby. Liverpool beat Everton one 0 and he goes to say, "Hello, boys. A little harsh on Liverpool, in my opinion. They are off to their best ever start. They are they are controlled chaos now, limiting others. The front three will get plenty of goals." Might not be to the point of last year, but they don't have to be to win the title. So he thinks we've been a little bit harsh, Rob, um, on um, that's Jeff B O five again. Love these reviews, and the ones that we've read out are the ones that are kind of digging at us a little bit, and that's good about you know their their gripes about their clubs or what we do with our show. So it's always good to get this, and I think the best thing to do, Rob, on this one is to to go into the Champions League game and the pressure mm-hmm. at, at, uh, at Anfield for them to beat Napoli and to get yeah. through to the knockout stages. And they did it. They did it with a 1-0 mm-hmm. victory uh, there. And a special night, as always, they are at Anfield in the Champions League. What did you think of this performance by Liverpool, Rob? Well, first of all, uh, it's, it's a great note from Jeff. I want Jeff to sit down. I want him to get a cup of tea and I want him to be happy because I'm going to start with what was great, not just good, great, about Liverpool's performance and Liverpool's win. Mm. First, the atmosphere in the stadium, Rob, was absolutely electric. It is, and I know it's a bit stereotypical, it was a classic European night at Anfield. Mm. What's great is the goalkeeper, Alisson, is a different level and is proving to, to, to be good business, however much he costs. The Matic-Virgil van Dijk partnership that's been thrown together with Gomez out, Andrew Robertson continues to grow. The, the, the middle three of Wijnaldum, Henderson and Milner they just were, were, were real at it. You know, there's a time when people thought maybe these three guys can't quite play together. What was great on the night, and a couple of things that really dealing with the pressure of what was happening and, and the situation they're in, handling the emotion, which is something that I think is important, we talked about and I've certainly said, if Liverpool are going to go on and, and win silverware, they've got to handle the emotions. And just in some respects, what about preparation for Sunday? What about getting themselves ready to face Manchester United at home? Mm. Um, and Mo has got them, his mojo back. Of all the players we've said, we're talking a couple of weeks, I think we said the most important player at this football club could be Mo Salah because if he comes to light, everything starts to look better. Everything is starting to look better. 
And it was a night, Rob, where it was virtually, every time I saw midfield player win the ball, it was like he was firing it out to that right side and letting Mo Salah get at them. It was like, listen, in a sense, you need to come back to form and they're um, in a really good place right now as we um, come towards the Christmas period. Rob, I've got so much to say about this Liverpool performance. <laughs> I just have. I, I was so impressed with, with so much of it. Um, I actually watched the game again this morning because the day mm-hmm. after because... I, I, well, first of all, right, Andy Robertson. Mm. I mean, that's as good a left back performance. Yeah. I bet they've seen at that football club for a long, long, long time. I mean, the guy's energy, the guy's defensive positioning, the guy's uh, attacking situations, his forward passes, his final balls, his cross, his, t- his tenacity. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Uh, as a as a young player from Hull City, what a you know first of all what a great story it is that you can still find some gems of players in the smaller clubs within the the English leagues there and what a job he's done. I thought he was fantastic. I think John Matip uh, was brilliant alongside Virgil Van Dijk again. The back four I thought was fantastic. Now the news came out that, that uh, Matip's um, broken his collarbone, yeah. which is a huge. I think it could be around six weeks. That's a real blow because they've got injuries, of course, to Joe Gomez as well. There, that that's a that's a real blow, you know. And I know Dan Lovren um, came into the game and he will play, but I thought I, I'm a fan of John Matip. I know he's had some injury issues, yeah. and they continue now. But but the, the the back four and the goalkeeper, of course, the goalkeeper will grab the headlines. His brilliant yeah. save late in the game was so important, so kind of I don't know. It, it it's sort of like it. it we all know the money spent on him. We all know the money spent on Van Dyke. We all know the improvement. And we saw it in one night, in one night come together when they had to get, you know, this one nil was the, the desired result, really. And just in terms of the big the bigger picture, Rob, and the way that they played, that I, I, I couldn't... We've criticised Liverpool before about their game management, where it's been a little yeah. bit gung-ho, it's been a little bit too cautious, where they, they look on the back foot. They stayed on the back, on the front foot, Sorry, yeah. on the front foot throughout the game, being at one nil up, where it must have been so easy for the manager of the players to think, oh, oh, th- we got the goal. I mean, it came in the thirty-fifth minute, I think, the goal, thirty-fourth minute, and and be nervy to sit back to defend. I mean, to be honest, that's what I thought they might do, but they didn't. Yeah. They went for second goal. They kept going forward, you know, in a safe and responsible manner with with plenty of defensive players. You know, the number of players, you know, right behind the ball. Uh, and the mentality was right. That the the I thought the maturity, Rob, the maturity of this Liverpool performance against a good Napoli team, by the way, it's a good team. Um, I, I, it just showed progress for me. It, 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 it obvious situations like the goalkeeper in the back four, but just the team, the management. He was back to a four-three-three. You know, players back in familiar roles. He's he's playing with that, isn't he? Four-two-three-one sometimes yeah, yeah. with Mo Salah as a number nine. Um, but the, back to this system and just the approach. And the work ethic and the pressing and the, the attacking nature without being dangerous attacking, I thought it showed all the signs of progress of this team, this manager, um, and, and to get the desired result. I, I just thought it was an outstanding night. And, and you know, there's been headlines and stuff, but I, I think they sh- I feel like there should be more credit th- thrown into yeah. this performance because I thought it was absolutely perfect given the pressure and the requirements of the night. I think you make a good point about progress because... You mentioned the players that he's brought in and, and he spent big money, but I think you've seen what big money players yeah. do in those situations. Um, and I think it, it's kind of a testament to the body of work that Jurgen Klopp has done. 
um, almost to the point, Bob, where if, if you'd have asked Jurgen Klopp before the season, you know, where would you dream you could be at, come to become December? I would have said we'll be, you know, chasing somebody in the league, maybe chasing Man City in the league, and hopefully do the, 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 the knockout stage. I mean, almost the reality is better than the dream. They're sitting top of the table. They're into the last 16 without, you know, having a great uh, Champions League campaign. But they can put that to bed now and concentrate on, on league football and a bit of FA Cup. And it's a testament to what he's done, Rob. The, the steady build-up, like you say, the, the introduction of players, the, the development of Trent Alexander-Arnold, of Joe Gomez, of uh, 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 Joe Matic, who, who all come in and, and been outstanding. Robertson, as you say is almost becoming one of those buys of, uh, of yeah. in terms yeah. of, of what he does for, for what you paid for him. Mm. Um, you know, the James Milner thing just continues to, to amaze me how this guy can keep continuing at the level he, he continues each week. Mm. And, if, and and getting a game out of a fronting Mo Salah's now looking like Mo. I've seen the impeach. The, yeah. the, the, well, you know, listen... Liverpool could have could well have done with the second goal to make it a little bit more comfortable. Mane, maybe. And they should have scored. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Mane missed two sitters. Great chances. Mm. And, um, you know, you, you look at Salah and he had a couple of other chances as well. But the goals are coming. The threat is there. The pressing from the front, the kind of intensity, tenacity, which, which Liverpool play at another level, is all starting to come together. And... Um, it, it, you're 100% right. It's one of those nights where I think you just got to tip your heart and say, you know, that mm. is top-class mm. European football. That should put, uh, the, the, the whole kind of dealing with that and knowing what they had to do and the pressure that was on them, I think stands them in good stead for what's going to come as we hit Christmas in the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the fact they needed the clean sheet, I mean, 1-0 Liverpool, you know, in the previous seasons, they, they wouldn't have done that. They would no. not have kept a clean sheet in that game. No, and they I think weren't we a 1-0 know... team, were they? They were never no, a no. team. One, one, one incident, Rob, that we should probably just um, reflect on, the Virgil van Dijk tackle slash yeah. foul and yellow card. Now, there's some thought out there that it, it could have been a red card. His studs are up. It did catch the player. I agree with the referee, actually, yeah. you know, it, because it can be a foul when you win the ball and you go yeah. through the player because you, if you're over aggressive and it's, mm. you know, so I, I thought he was spot on, actually, the referee. I thought yeah. the yellow card was about right. It, it wasn't it wasn't reckless enough for, bit to, for a red for no. me. It, it, it just it, looks bad. second reaction of it's a bad one where the foot is almost kind of trying to fall through something and, and you look like yeah. it's trying yeah. to catch. Yeah, like it's meaning behind it. It was, a, it, was a, it was a aggressive challenge. It was quite right, like you say, a yellow, mm. a yellow card. Maybe some would say a yellow card plus, but it, it didn't mm. feel to me like it, it was the, the action of somebody who really tried to hurt. And you know with your studs, you know the action of the leg. Um, so I, I agree. I think it was one of those where you're right. Where you're right. Obviously, the, the Van Dyke thing, he misses the first leg of, of the, the first game in the knockout. Yeah. Which, yeah. You know, could be a blow depending who they get. He's playing yeah. so well. He's got that real leadership quality about him. And with Gomez and now Matipal, obviously he's just a little while away, and one of them maybe maybe back to fitness. But um, it's an area obviously that Liverpool will have a little bit of concern about. I think I think the main thing that we've been concerned of, Rob, over the last few weeks, actually probably a couple of months with Liverpool, is the attacking flow. And yeah. one thing is is for certain for me right now that Mo Salah, and this is inc- we said it right at the start of the show, Rob, he's back to his best. 
Yeah. He, 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 just by the way he's moving, the quickness yeah. of his feet. The, yeah. he, he just looks different. And it, that's a brilliant, brilliant sign for Liverpool. I thought Firmino was better as well. Sadio Mane should have scored goals, but was getting into those situations. So if we are starting to see, and I think we are now the last couple of games, some that, that, that attacking kind of... I guess mojo is a pretty good word for it because sometimes you you can't coach. It's it just this chemistry, it's flow, it's confidence, it's understanding, it's kind of patterns that we saw it last season that hasn't quite been the same. But with him coming back to form, it, you know that's got to be exciting to Liverpool fans. If that if that final piece, which was there last year, does yeah. kick back in with, of course, the additions of those the defensive. Uh, improvements on the goalkeeper, you know, and you said it right at the start, Rob. I mean, it, it's a good time for this team and club to find its form, and it looks right now for the last couple of matches that it's absolutely got there. So I thought I just, yeah, I just just the game management, Rob, and the mentality and the maturity of the team, the way that they approach this game was spot on. It was absolutely spot on. Uh, and when they needed something a bit special, and you do in these European games, this is a really high level. The goalkeeper, Allison stepped up and made himself big and did enough to, to secure those three points. So I just think total kudos, really impressive Liverpool performance in a, in a tricky, could have been a nervy situation. They never allowed it to get nervy. They bossed it. They stayed on the front foot. They forced Napoli back throughout that game. The, 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 the Italians had a, had a couple of windows of five or ten minutes where they looked threatening, but Liverpool continued to, to, to force them back and uh, I thought it was excellent. Very, very good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the Allison thing, just adding a one point is, just remember from the Merseyside derby, Rob, he, come, he comes up with big moments. And, and they haven't had that for, for a number of years, Liverpool. Mm. That goalkeeper who can come up with big moments, who, who changes the flow of the game. You mm. go 1-0 down in the derby, it's a different derby and Everton have got something to know. You go, you get one each or you go down one down in, in an inter-game. Now Liverpool have got a back four, as you said, that are playing probably up to somewhere near the, the, their potential. A goalkeeper behind them that's kind of just got a sense of security about him. You feel a bit calm, like there's, there's not going to be too much drama with this guy. And when he needs to, he'll come out with some big moments, as he has done over the last few weeks. And as Liverpool have continued to go up and up. Let's move it on, Rob. Big week in Europe. Manchester United were all ready through, so a little bit of a dead rubber going to Valencia, but incentive maybe to win the game and see what happened with Juventus. They didn't win the game. Things didn't go well for Juventus. Uh, a 2-1 defeat away from home from Manchester United. All eyes on Paul Pogba, who got the start, and Jose Mourinho was talking before the game that mm. he's looking for him to make a good impact. Many suggesting it was an audition for Pogba for whether he will play on Sunday in a big game at Anfield when Liverpool hosts Manchester United. <laughs> what I saw of this, Rob, and, 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 and I, was, I was kind of watching it and having to do a couple of things, but watching the mm. game, mm. all I could see was like midfield players kind of running into each other, not looking like they knew what they were doing, to be honest. It, mm. it was a bit weird. I was trying to a couple of times work out what's the system, who's playing where, and it... Honestly, I was getting more confused the more I was watching it. Well, it went back to a 4-3-3. It looked pretty much like a 4-3-3. Rob Wamata to the right-hand side, and Pereira got a rare start on the left-hand side, the higher of the three there. Pogba, yeah. Fellaini, and Fred in midfield. Now, <sighs> bigger picture, um, I would say another flat, lifeless performance. Now, we, we, we come on this podcast, and we'll go the weekend, and when they play well, we'll say, you know what, fair play. They played really well. They did the weekend on the front foot, you know, attacking, you know, working hard together, looking good. 
Mm. Uh, but it's too many times now where that doesn't continue. So you can talk about blips of teams, and we can say we're having a bit of a blip at the moment. Now, we're, we're nearly at Christmas, Rob, and there's too many inconsistencies, which means this not acceptable. It's not acceptable. I uh, felt just before the Rashford goal, and the, the, they scored a goal late, yeah. didn't they? Um, I think it was the 86th yeah, minute. Sure. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I, I felt sad for United. I think you've had that feeling before where I'm watching yeah. it. Maybe, and, and it's like, there's nothing here. There's, there's nothing. There's no, the players don't play with any joy. And it's crazy this, that we, we, we can go from credit to one week to, to poor the next week. And again, the inconsistency is not acceptable. I wrote down in the first half, noticeably bad performances. Now, it's not often, it's not often where you watch a game at this level, this sort of football club, that, that people you're like, oh, he's having, a bit of a, he's having a bit of a nightmare. He's having a bit of a stinker. There were players, I'm going to list them, that were noticeably bad. Marcus Rojo, awful at left-back, Rob, got dragged off at half-time. Now, again, I don't care if this is harsh on certain players. Andres Pereira. Now, I know he doesn't play much and he's a young lad and, and he's got a talent. He was poor, noticeably poor. Fred. Fred, £52 million. Pounds, that's about $65 million. Noticeably poor. Bad decisions on the ball, giving it away, trying to dribble in the wrong situation, put passes getting intercepted, nothing really defensively strong, runs around a little bit. That's not that's not good. And you know, maybe in, di- in a different team at United, he can be better. But but I, I say, yeah. go back to me on Fred. Runs round a little bit. Well, he runs round a little bit. He's got a bit United, of energy about United him. United I know. Like well, I'm trying runs, to. I'm, yeah. Well, but, I mean, it's ridiculous that you haven't to say he runs round. He's a footballer, professional yeah. footballer, and yeah. the best thing he does is run round a little bit. Well, I mean, he's got a bit of energy, and he'll, he'll put he'll put himself around. It's just no quality comes from him. And the last player on the noticeably bad. I mean, there's plenty. And by the way, this was only written. I did this at the half time. You could add Phil Jones probably in the second half. Paul Pogba, noticeably bad. Missed an absolute sitter from two yards. But trying, trying with it, with 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 the setup. With, with the, I mean, with Pereira on the left and Pogba sort of the, the left side of the yeah. three. Trying to get forward. Is that is that setup really helping him? I don't care about setup, Rob. We, we're not there, mate. We, we're not. We're not. They're not playing to a point where we can tweak the setup. We're not there. We're like just trying to get performances. Paul Pogba again. He, he does a couple of things where he pulls the ball down, Rob, and he shifts on his left foot, and he hits a flipping no-look 40-yard diagonal. But you, I mean, he does things that's amazingly good, but for the yeah. rest of the game, for most of the game, he doesn't look interested, and I'm sorry. And I know Mourinho threw him out there to try and say, well, go and show everybody you're a good player. Mm. Well, he didn't today, and that is, is, is absolutely down to poor Pogba, but it's a situation where it's not improving. It's not improving. And you said at the start, just a few minutes ago, that it was about, he said, play himself into the, um, into the match yep. at the weekend at yeah, Anfield yeah. against Liverpool. Well, he didn't. He didn't. So he ain't going to play. He's not going to play. So just those players, as one, two, three, four, were noticeably bad. And then, of course, that, that produces a performance that was flat, was lifeless, mm-hmm. uh, against a team, Robbie Earl, that's 15th in La Liga, Valencia. Yeah. They've won three games in 15 in the league. Three yeah. wins out of 15, the 15th. And yet they had, they had a cigar on, as we said, like chilled out, very, very, very easy. Um, you know, two nil. They conceded the late goal, but never going to lose that game or, or not win the game. So, another bad day for United. And, and you, you make the valid points in terms of players. Um, maybe not, 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 almost not good enough. 
let, let's be honest, not good enough for Manchester United, Rob. And, and you go, and, and I, I'll pick out, I picked out the two because I just wanted to make the contrast of, of where we've been and where we are. Phil Jones scores an own goal. <laughs> I mean, if, if I hadn't seen the game and somebody said to me, one of the defenders scored a whole <laughs> own goal, look through the back four, I'd have gone to Phil Jones. <laughs> because. Yeah, that's two, isn't it? I think it's got. He's yeah, been it for a number of years. Yeah. Phil Jones has been in the football club and he's won a couple of titles and he's, he's been a decent service, but it's not good enough to be in a winning Manchester United team of, of the level we're talking. Mm-hmm. And if after all this time we're still saying, well, is Phil Jones or isn't he? That's your answer. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the old guard. But the new guard, and you talked about him, my, my good friend Fred. I mean, I don't get Fred. I just don't get it. I don't get why you spend 60-odd million dollars for a player who can only make your sort of Reserve eleven and has no and, and looks doesn't have looked the the attributes to make this team better. I mean, why you spend? Yes, you you moaning about you don't get centre back, you don't get this, you don't get that. You spend sixty million on a midfield player who can't get in your first eleven, and when he does play in second eleven, runs around a lot. I mean, mm. it's, it's it's wasted money, Rob. It's does Jose money. does Jose get more money in January, Rob? No, I don't think he gets it in January. I don't think so, he, so, they, they can trust him to spend that money. Where if you go and get another Fred in January, where are we? Yeah, I mean, it's just too many. There's too many players for big I money mean, that have not made get, the team he's better. Got what he's got, and they'll allow him to get to the end of the season. Probably, as you said, limp his way on and see where we end up. Mm. So, so basically, saying he's dead man walking, really, in terms Absolutely. of his job, in terms of his future. And, and, and by the way, based on what we've seen today, based on where the future is, the Pogba and Mourinho thing will cannot continue till the end of the season. Mm. You cannot oh. have a guy of that quality of Paul Pogba, you've paid that much money, he's that important to the football club in terms of his global image and what he brings, not playing for six months, five, six months of the season. Mm. And the, just uh, can't have yeah, and Alexis, I know you know he's, he's injured at the yeah. moment. Uh, the reports say he's injured at the moment, but again, that that's another situation where the manager has backed these signings and they've just not worked. All players have got worse. All players that signed by this guy, uh, while his time at Man United, I made a big list of it. I think Zlatan's the only one you can say, well, no, no, that was a good signing, and he's he's, he's done what you expect him to do. All the others. Yeah. Uh, and not that have got worse since coming to the football club. Listen, this was this was going to be a small chat, Robbie, wasn't it? This was like, you know what? It's, it's United are through and fair play and their group, they're through and they go through a second and it, and it wasn't going to be a big chat. But when you watch the game, you you can't, but they've got to talk about it because it's a story. And I'm sorry for United fans out there that keep hearing this, you know, from us and from everybody else on our broadcast and all around. It, it, it's a huge story because this is it should in no way be uh, acceptable. There's a, a, a writer for United um, that, that, that said, I think this morning or yesterday, that, that, that United have the second biggest wage bill in world football. And yet, yeah. you know, that's why this is a story. You know, that, mm. that these players with this manager, it, it's just, it's tough I'd say it's tough, Robbie, to play as bad as they did today with the players in this squad. It's just, and, and a manager that's won um, what he's won, it's tough to be that poor. Um, and yes, there's rotations, and, and I'm sure Jose, I've not seen what he said, I'm sure he can say, well, you know, we don't put our first team out there, and, you know, they're not ready to play, and they're not ready to challenge, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But listen, let, let's move on quickly to the game that they're involved in, Rob. Um, Sunday. The weekend, yeah, Two Sunday couldn't, come, couldn't be coming at it from different, more oh, different. We, oh, no, 
No. I mean, how do you, I mean? You know, we've just we've just eulogised about Liverpool. They were yeah. so good yesterday. United were so poor. United will make changes. Could be fresher, based on what Liverpool had to do and the way that they played. I mean, you you love a Jose game plan. Now, yeah. I know what you're going to say here. So I'm going to. I'm not even. You're, you're going to say he's going to set up a plan. Um, of course, you. He's going to make. I, I would say, are they even good enough to make a plan work? No, I hope I'm turning the wrong. We ain't going to see a good game of football at Anfield at the weekend. We ain't going to see it, Rob. Mm. Yeah, he ain't going to allow us to see a good game of football because he knows if it's a good game of football, Liverpool win the game. The only so thing I'd say... He's spoiling, spoiling tactics are out. Yeah. The boss, the boss is coming out. If, it, if it's the low press, the low press out. If he's got to make it physical, go direct, he'll play that game. This guy will do what he has to do to make sure his, man, his Manchester United team don't get exposed and don't get um, counter-attacked by the speed tenacity, skill of a Liverpool team with a front three in the midfield who can work and put press on. It is not going to happen. Well, I'll tell you what I'd say about that, right? And, and you might be right, but but I'll throw this at you. Their, their bus, it, it, they haven't got a very strong bus, mate. And they might set a plan up, but they're not strong enough defensively to be confident that they can they can throw a bus in front of that goal and Liverpool won't find a way through them. Just looking quickly at their, the, the recent, the last four matches United have played, yeah. Conceded two at Valencia. Yeah. Conceded one against Fulham, two against Arsenal, two against Southampton. Then they're, they're not defending well. They've got an awful record in terms of their goal difference and the goal uh, goals conceded for the football club. So it's not as though this is a you know they've got they've conceded no. twenty six goals. Rob Liverpool have conceded six. Uh, yeah. United have conceded twenty six goals. So I'm saying to you, they might park the bus and they might have a plan. They might have threw a couple of man to man markers on on Salah yeah. or somebody. Yeah. But I'm not. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. The only, the only thing I would say with this guy is he's a he's a, he's a one game genius. Yeah. For one game, one game. Listen, we've seen his teams. He's into teams. He's Porto teams. He's Madrid. Teams, he's Chelsea teams. Rob, we've seen him go in that one day. And 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 I, and all due respect to your point in conceding goals against Southampton and and, and Fulham and all that. Mm. Those days they weren't set up to say. I don't care what happens with the ball today. We ain't giving nothing away. When he goes to Anfield, a place where he wasn't like when he was Chelsea manager, he's not going to be liked when he's Manchester United manager. He in no way is getting himself exposed. And expect Fellaini, expect Martic, expect his big boys. I mean, McTominay may even come there just for size and strength, and mm. and, and expect a back four that will, will go long and, and and ten behind the ball if need be. Lukaku at the other end of the pitch. We will not see an open attack, in, and it's, it's going to be about how much patience, speed, cunning, how early Liverpool can, if they're going to score, get a goal, and at least maybe open them up. Because um, if it doesn't happen, I'm telling you, Jose's going there to stink the place out. I just think if Liverpool can recover between, yeah, between the, Tuesday and Sunday... And physically, because that, that's the other thing, Robbie. Take that out of your big games. Yes. Yeah, and, and to be fair, between Tuesday and Sunday... You know, when, when that's quite a lot. Of, that's a lot of days. That's a lot of days to to recover to rest. So, you know, given that, I still think with Mo Salah looking sharp, with Mane probably hungry to start scoring again after his misses, um, you know, I, I think they'll think I think they'll find a way to beat whatever Jose's got. I, I strongly I strongly fancy Liverpool victory because of the way they're playing uh, and because of the the rest that they can get. They put a lot more into their game, of course, so they need the extra recovery time. But Tuesday yeah. Sunday is just that. One thing that that's got to be a concern, Robbie Earl, 
is now the injuries to Joe Gomez and Joel Matip. Yeah. Now, or is it? Because or, or, Dayan Lovren is going to step mm-hmm. up. This is this is Lovren's moment right now. Yeah. He needs to stay yeah. fit. He needs to play well. And he needs to be a secure partner lo- uh, alongside Virgil van Dijk. How worried are you? Or, or is his performances in the World Cup? And, and to be fair, some parts this season, he's had no drama days. Are you no. confident that, that he's going to be absolutely fine in that spot for a few weeks? I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on the number of. I think. Um, I think when you when you're an, an experienced pro, Rob, and you sense what's going on, and maybe people are doubting you, I think it gives you a bit of resolve. I think it gives you a bit of steel. I think you say you're not going to be the guy who's going to let this group down. You're not going to be the guy. You know, everybody's going to be looking for him to make mistakes. He can keep it simple. He doesn't do any major ricks that, that we know he, he can drop. Hmm. I, I, I'm not as worried. And okay. Jurgen Klopp, and I know managers will have to do this, does have a belief in, in, in Lovren and, and talks quite glowing of him in terms of what he does and how he trains and how he works. So, listen, of course, Gomez and, and Van Dijk look, look like the partnership. Matip's come in and, and, and shown yeah. his ability, and w- which we've seen over years. But, listen, I'd rather, I'm not sure there's that much between Day and Lovren and, and most of Manchester United centre-backs, by the way. So I wouldn't be that yeah. one. And next to Virgil van Dijk, who is a, a, a colossus at the moment, and a yeah. back four that's looking well-organised, well-drilled. Hmm. Um, both full-backs know their roles, whether it's going forward in defending. It might be that on that on his side, Robertson doesn't quite go as much and gives him a little bit more protection, if that's what he's got to do. But hmm. people like Milner and Henderson and that in front of you, I, I, I don't, I'm not as worried maybe as some, as some Liverpool fans hmm. or, or other fans are. Yeah, it's such a shame for Matip, isn't it? I mean, it's a fractured collarbone. It's not as though he's 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 getting, you know, he's twinging his back or his muscle injuries or tears. This this is this is contact impact injuries and and very very unlucky. I feel for him because I think he's a really good player. I think he's a yeah. really good player. He's been really unlucky with injuries. Um, okay, let's move on. So that's a quick preview of Liverpool Man United on Sunday. That's eleven o'clock Eastern Time on NBC SN. But let's go back to the Champions League and go back to the Tuesday game and Spurs. Um, oh, wow. I mean, when we, we, the last Europod, Rob, I think we kind of said, you know what, we kind of fancied Liverpool to get through, but I think yeah. we thought the Spurs, that's tough. That's a tough place to go uh, to um, to Barcelona, the new camp. And they, they, they felt like they had to win. They didn't win. Yeah. And I guess probably the biggest shock of this match day is Inter Milan not beating PSV at home. That's yeah. the biggest shock. Um, so Spurs had a, had a huge leg up in that regard and Lucas Moura scored kind of late on with a Harry Kane assist they draw the game 1-1 and they're through which is pretty amazing given they I think it was three point at uh, one point in the first three games and uh, I think we thought they're not going to get through um, they, they did it Rob they did it and fair play to, to the Spurs yeah. team and, the, and Pochettino yeah and, and we've been sort of saying haven't we and, and without going over the top but they're starting to find a way to get it done. And again, it, it, it was late. It was a bit dramatic. I mean, Lucas Moore is coming on. It's another goal scorer away from Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. It keeps going. Kane. keeps going, yeah. Another number again, and that's been important to them. It's a group, I feel, that are embracing some of these difficult moments more than in the past. It almost looked to me like they, they got a little bit nervous about it. They almost got apprehensive about, oh, we've got to score in the next couple of minutes. In the next 20 minutes, we're out, we're out the competition. Um, seven points from the last three games sort of tells you everything in terms of up against it, almost written off. Mm. And they got a bit of luck with the other result that's gone their way. And mm. just things like, you know, the Carl Walker-Peters, you know, the young kid 
makes you start, makes yeah. a little bit of an error. Yeah. Clearance and, and Dembele makes him play with a wonderful goal. You, yeah, you've got to goal. say. But, you know, the kid then gets his head down. He, he, he continues to do his best. And there's something about Pochettino that I really admire that on a night like that, he throws a kid in and says, go on, off to you. And now half-time doesn't drag him off. Actually, he came off the game, but he lets him continue, get over the mistake. I, I wonder if we're saying that, Rob. Just interrupt you a little bit there, mate. I wonder if we say that if the result didn't work out, because that was a well, big big uh, mistake. Really and there's know. other players that could have played. Yeah. Eric Dyer's on the bench. Absolutely. And, and this is why... Ben Davis fullback as well. It's a good, absolutely. It's a, it's a good point and a reasonable question. But I wrote the point regarding uh, uh, 20 minutes in, in the game or after the mistake was made. And it's kind of part of my why I'd have Poch as, as my manager. Because, OK, eventually, the, tr- the, the trust and the confidence in those young group of players is a bit like going back to Sir Alex with the 92 group. There were other players before those 92, but there's a point sometimes where you've got to believe in these kids. You've got to give these kids a chance. And hopefully, in time, they're going to they're gonna pay you back. And I think he does it. There's something with one point with the two penalties. The week after, I think the kid goes and scores at Palace and, and plays. And, and he's had, you know, a little bit of an up and downs, better games than others. But he's getting him through and eventually there's going to be a player there. Mm. And Walker Peters, for all the mistakes, that experience will, will live with him, will stay with mm. him. You'll realise you made a mistake. You don't do that in a game. It'll be such a learning thing, and, and and I'm so pleased they got out of it. The kids made a mistake, but Pochettino, because we keep saying, how are kids going to play in this league? How are young the academy kids going to get a chance if, if, we, if, if we don't trust them? If, they, if we don't have to make mistakes, say it's okay. And mm. whether your teammates got him out of his jail, the spirit of mm. the club, whatever you want to call it, I was so pleased that they got a result and the kid played, and the manager should get a lot of credit for. for, for putting young players in the team. Because there's plenty of others, Rob. There's plenty we know that will play to all the older guys and say, well, I'm not going to be here that long, so I'm all worried about t- tomorrow. Mm. And um, I-, I was really pleased for him and the team that they got, they got the, the job done. Yeah, it certainly was a big call. That, that's a huge call to play that player at the, <laughs> at the yeah. new camp. I mean, I can only yeah. imagine. And you're right, he made the mistake and he got his head down on a good game. I mean, just on the Barcelona side of it, I mean, they didn't play Luis Suarez, Gerard Piquet, yeah. Leo Messi, of course, Messi didn't start, came into the game. And Sergio Busquets, who came into the game as well. So it was it was a really good opportunity. But I thought in the first half that, that Barcelona, they were, they were annoyingly good. They were annoyingly yeah, good, and Spurs couldn't really dominate. They couldn't really dominate the game. I mean, you know, Coutinho hit the post. So, yeah. you know, they, they had to get over that kind of period and then came on much stronger in the second half. I'm always interested in Pochettino's tactics. Um, yeah. He played a diamond in this game, which I think he does, Rob, when he wants plenty of set, uh, guys in the centre and he wants two strikers yeah. when he's looking for goals. I think it's, Yeah, I think so. And Winks played the holding player, Dembele, to his right. Um Delhi and Ericsson, uh, Musa Dembele to his right. Yeah, so that was the, the four. It, uh, it was Son and Harry Kane up front. Um, Lucas Moura you know, comes on and gets the goal. And this goes yeah. into the this, this stuff that we've been saying over the last few weeks where it feels like there's there's more goals in this team from different spots, which is going to be really important. I thought Delhi, and just one thing, I, you know, after the weekend when Delhi was so good, like really, yeah. really good. I thought it was a little quiet, Rob. Disappointing. Is there any reason for that? Is that just? Is it just one of those days? I wanted him to step up and show everybody what a good player he was, and he had a fight. He had a yeah, perfectly yeah. adequate yeah, game. I, I just think he's better than that. 
a bit dominating it. I thought Ericsson was came into the game a little bit, certainly second yeah. half came in the game better and could have had a couple of good chances actually himself. Yeah, I mean that, that's the probably bit with Delhi, but he's he's what it's twenty two, twenty three mm. part of what he's got to do on that stage, grab that stage and, and, and you know, show us how good a player he is. Mm. Um but I thought he had he had moments without really, like you say, hitting the heights that he did against maybe Real Madrid and, and those kind of teams when he just looked fearless and, and, and you know, was, was showing how, how good he was. Mm. Um, but I thought Ericsson, Ericsson came on the game second half because mm. he showed his class and his passing and just knitting things together, playing in, in between the whole the, the lines a little bit and, and, and feeding people forward. He's such a good footballer. He's such a, such a good footballer. Mm. Um, it was interesting seeing Coutinho as well a little bit on the Barca side. Like, mm. doesn't quite look the Coutinho... We, no. we, we don't leave the league, does he? No. Listen, it, it, I don't I mean, maybe this is a little bit harsh to say it because we don't watch Barcelona every week. No. We can't. We, no. we, we have enough football mm, to watch in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I just think so many examples, Rob, where players that are playing great for good clubs mm. and that want to go on to those Barca's and, and uh, Real Madrid's and maybe Bayern yeah. Munich. Somebody, they, it, 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 I would argue that a lot of these players are not as happy as they were before. They're happy because they played so great. So they get the interest from the biggest boys because they're playing so well. But in that moment when they're playing so well, I feel like they're really enjoying their football. But the allure of a realm, I think of Gareth Bale a little bit, Rob. There's There's a few others I can't think of right now that you think, wow, they were so good. Stay where you are. Stay where you are and keep enjoying it. And I don't know. Like, again, I haven't seen Philip Coutinho enough at Barcelona to see whether he's he's effective and he's, he looks like he's enjoying his football. I'm sure there's competition for places at that football club. But yeah, I did sense, I, I, the same as you, he didn't quite look like he he plays with the same amount of joy that he did for Liverpool. Um, but, you know, again, we have to wait and see. But Barca went yeah. through his, his number, as the the top team in the group, Rob. Yeah. Um, and uh, Spurs go through a second. Just, just a question, and I think this comes up a lot with Spurs, <clears throat> in terms of priority. So the Champions League now gets put away. It all goes to everybody, you know, plays their own league now until February. But when yeah. February comes around, yeah. and, and we're, we're assuming that Spurs are, you know, kind of where they are right now, the third place in the Premier League at the moment. Give me, some, give me some of your thoughts on the priority, given the size of the squad, if you think it's strong, whether you don't think it's strong. Is there going to be a time where there's a huge game in, in a knockout stage of the Champions League and they've got a big game in the... Um, in the Premier League, and they like they did before this one. By the way, they they left out Ericsson and Harry Kane before this yeah. game the, the weekend. Are they going to prioritise one, and if so, which one? Um, are they going to prioritise? They've got to be in. The, they've got to maintain their position in the top four, Rob. That that yeah, that is essential. Moving into the new stadium, whether it's sometime this year or starting next season, they've got to have Champions League football, and they couldn't. Whatever, there's no gamble whatsoever with being in the top four. But with the, with the team, how they are, lots of interchangeable players, goals coming from other sources, as we saw this weekend. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can rest Harry Kane and then play Lucas Moore as, 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 as the mm-hmm. attacking player. Mm-hmm. Son can play up there, Delhi can play up there. Uh, that's not to say that they're the same level, but there's different ways of playing. I still think the league is priority for Tottenham. They need Champions League football, and and you know, cup mm. competition can go anyway. Uh, and I don't think they would gamble that way um, on, on on league form. But listen, it's all about the draw. It's all about who they get. I still don't think Spurs are ready to win the Champions League. I think Spurs are well equipped to be in the top four. Yes, yeah, I'm going to disagree a little bit here because 
I, I think they are totally equipped to be the top four. And I think they've got a they've got a better chance of winning the Champions League than the Premier League. So I feel well, not gonna, they, I'm, not, I'm not putting them down as, as I don't I don't see Spurs winning the league. Rob. Never you 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 hinted that they would they would prioritise towards the league, and the I'm I'm four, saying yeah. no, nah, but but that, that, but, but well, so you, so in an important league game. You you think that they would play their best players in that one more than the Champions League? I I, I would say depends on the situation. Listen, depends on the situation. But I, I'm saying top, I think uh, if you were saying priorities, top four is a bigger priority than Champions League for me. Like, see, I, I'm not putting that. I'm I'm now. Nah, see, I I think they should go for the Champions League. It's a chance to win it. It's well, a knockout so, so competition. Some weeks, so some weeks play a weakened team in the league. It won't be many. Well, if they have to rest a couple of players for a huge yeah. game when they got a chance of going through to the next the quarterfinals of the Champions League, I, I'm assuming, by the way, rightly or wrongly, I'm assuming they're going to be in around that top four. They're going to be in and around that top four. They're that good. So in, in some crucial Champions League weeks, and there aren't that many of them, they, they mm. make sure yeah. they're right for that. And I, I'm just trusting that this squad, and that's what it comes down to, your sons and your Moras and your Dyers and Dembele's and all these, you know, mm-hmm. your Ariés and your Ben Davis and Rose and Trippier. There's a there's a fair bit of cover in this squad apart yeah, from Harry you, Kane. You apart yeah, from Harry it Kane. Depends how big the league game is, but if, if it's a league game against Chelsea and then a cup game against Bayern Munich, you're saying they'll they'll rest people against Chelsea to to play strong against Bayern Munich. Well, yeah, I, well, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah. I'm back in their ability over 38 games to finish in the top four. And if I'm Pochettino, I, I'm confident in that. And I'm like, you know what? We have got a chance to win this competition. We're not going to win the Premier League. They're not ready to win the Premier no, League yet. Not, but I, I'm not so let's, let's go for the Champions League. I just think that top four challenge, if, if Arsenal continue, Chelsea, we know, will continue. Yeah, it's to going to be a strong challenge. Yeah, it is. It's tight. It's tight. Yeah. And... and it's, Finishing fifth and, and getting knocked out of the Champions League at semi-final, quarter-final, semi-final, I think is, is, is a worse end position for Spurs than being in the top four, being in Champions League again, being in that new stadium and going out in the, well, it's the first round, second round of Champions League. I don't know. You're getting regrets then. You're going to have regrets. If you haven't played your best team in the Champions League and your knockout stages just to make sure you finish in that yeah. top four, I think you'll have regrets. You've got to go for, you've got to go for, they've got to go for something. They've got to try and win something. And th- their best chance for me is a better chance to win the Champions League than the Premier League title. Well, we'll see. Let's see who they yeah, draw. I think I depends on they draw and who goes. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting play. I, I just mm. think Prowse has got to be top four for, for, for Spurs. Mm. Looks like two places away done between the top two will be fighting it out. Mm. It looks like three strong teams fighting for two spots behind them. Mm. It's it's going to be a really interesting race and interesting to see which man's. I mean, in the situation with both the other two man's, I know there is Europa League, but if you're in the Europa League, you win that, you get in the Champions League as well. So will they look at that Mm. competition and at times go strong if they're not going to be the top four? So. Yeah. Um, and you think yeah. about the new stadium, Rob, the new stadium for next season for Spurs, they'd yeah. love to have Champions League football in it. I know oh, that. It's got to be Champions yeah. League football. You can't have Thursday night European football in a new brand stadium like that. We've waited long enough for it. It's got to be mm. Champions League. Let's talk to another t- the other team. Yeah, uh, the other one, yeah. Just very quickly, Manchester City got the job done 2-1 against Hoffenheim. A couple of Leibovitz Sane goals. Mm. Um, it's always good to him to get goals and, and keep his confidence. City doing what they needed to do at home. Good response, obviously, after that loss, the first loss of the season to Chelsea. Um, Pace Everton at the weekend, 
chance to sort of grab top spot before Liverpool uh, take on Manchester United. Just business as usual for, for City. Well, I think any time they go behind, it makes you, you know, you, you look at it a little bit closer. And then, of course, you know, you, you get the results coming through. And, and Leroy Sane's free kick was ridiculous. I mean, it had all sorts of gear on it, had swerve and knuckle on it. So it's a brilliant, brilliant um, free kick. And then gets a breakaway goal where he goes through and finishes it off. You know what I feel about this guy, Rob. And it, it's, only, it's only what's between his ears that's going to mm. stop him being one of the world's best, top three world-class player in the next three or four or five years it's only is is and i get that you have to have every you have to you know you have to be the full you know you have to have all the abilities to get to the top three players in the world it's it, it, talent athleticism skill speed thought awareness he's got it all it's just whether that that mental toughness is going to be there to make him a consistent producer of assists and goals because that's what he should be with the talent that he's got but it was a Leroy Sane day today he gets both goals it's a pretty strong team from Manchester City come from behind yeah. to win the game 2-1 um, and it's a good reaction from the loss um, against Chelsea at the weekend and and all things back on track I guess for Manchester City yep absolutely mate uh, this was supposed to be a quick Euro pod this sorry week. mate I know plenty to talk about plenty of teams ambitions of league football and Champions League football but that's it from us mission accomplished in terms of English teams in Champions League football as always we want to hear from you our listeners please go to our podcast download the show and leave us a rating and review and we want to know this week which of the English teams do you think will go furthest in the Champions League knockout stages please tell us why and we'll get out our responses in the next podcast so the fab four out of four for English clubs that make it to the knockout stages of the Champions League. Couldn't get an English winner. Mm-hmm. I'm Elvis Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for listening, and bye for now. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.